Hey, Kansas City. You're listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, a weekly podcast from KCUR Studios. On this episode, how A.J. Holder learned to love being Lakota. Because there was a time... Like, I knew it was Native, but then I also wanted to be white. Every morning, shortly after the sun comes up, Alexandra Holder, also known as A.J., goes running on a grass trail. She's on the cross-country team at Haskell Indian Nations University, so she's training, but she's also praying. Well, my grandpa used to tell me, like, whenever um, we go into a NIMBY, which is like sweat lodge, like, you go in there and pray about, like, whatever's bothering you or your family or your people. And then you can either choose to pick those things back up when you leave, or you can leave it there. The spirits handle it. So I kind of think of, like, that when I'm running. AJ will be the first to admit she's not the fastest in the pack, but that's especially true now as she gets back in shape from a lost year of training. COVID-19 shut down the Haskell campus completely for the 2020-2021 school year. No powwows, no in-person classes, no dorm life. But for AJ, it also meant a junior year without cross-country. Coaches regularly checked in with athletes via email and Zoom just to be sure everyone was doing okay. They sent workout suggestions, but on top of her online coursework, AJ, who wants to be a doctor one day, had a lot of family responsibilities. My dad was deployed at the time, so it was just my mom and my two brothers and I. At her fittest, AJ ran about 10 miles a day. Now she's closer to four but she's still happy to be back at it. Because when she wears a purple Haskell uniform and runs, what she wants is to be seen. In a world where stereotypes of Native Americans sometimes feel more visible than actual Native people, that matters. Because I think growing up, like, you see things like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Washington Redskins and stuff like that. You have this, um, you start to have this bad perception of yourself uh, as a Native person because you only see those stereotypical images of yourself. AJ grew up in Kansas, in a Lakota family, and as she puts it... I always grew up traditional Native, but, you know, kind of not being on the res all the time. She lived in Lawrence, and after elementary school with lots of international students near KU, she and her brother went to a predominantly white middle school and high school. My parents said, like, once I started going there, I got more, like, Americanized. She puts Americanized in air quotes, and what she means is... We got more loud, I guess. AJ says it might have looked to her parents like she was fitting in, but that's not how it felt to her. When you grow up, you kind of want to be like the cool kids, like the popular kids. And so I realized, like, I recognized that a lot of the popular kids were like skinny white girls. (laughs) And so, like, I think um, I kind of struggled with that identity because I wanted to be like them. Then in high school, she made a friend her first Indigenous friend, who wasn't related to her. Before, she mostly hung out with her cousins. Spending time with a new person who shared her identity, AJ started looking at herself and her culture differently. And I was like, oh, it's okay to be brown, it's okay to be Native. In 2016, those high schoolers heard about a grassroots Indigenous-led protest movement, no dapple, to stop the construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline through Lakota land, mostly in North Dakota. 
So like, I guess I was like following social media and me and my friend would talk about it. And me, even my mom, like she stays up to date with those things. And I seen it happening and it made me mad. AJ, her family and her new friend started working with a group of local activists to send food and supplies to the protesters. But AJ yearned to stand with them, literally. I really wanted to go because my grandpa and my grandma, they were big activists when they were younger. And so, um, like, my, my relatives were in Wounded Knee. She's talking about something that happened in 1973, when Lakota people demanded that the U.S. government make good on treaties from the 19th and early 20th centuries in a standoff that lasted 71 days. And so I was like, it's something that I need to do for my people and that, um, like, I feel like if I just stay here, I'm not really helping that much. Her parents seriously debated whether they should let their daughter physically participate in a contentious and possibly dangerous political fight. But AJ's argument about honoring her grandparents was too compelling to deny. So over spring break, AJ got in a car with her friend and her friend's cousin, and they drove all night without stopping. And then they reached the protest site in the morning. It's actually really pretty there. There's like flags of all the nations that went there, like all the tribal communities that went there. We went there like early in the morning and there was like this older woman like cooking breakfast for people. At the camp, AJ was surrounded by indigenous people. She played hand games, a traditional pastime where players conceal objects in closed fists and opponents try to guess which hand. Everyone sang songs. And the people camping there, including AJ, made pipeline construction impossible. People were just camped there, um, taking up that space and, like, standing their ground and saying that, you know, you're not going to push this around, you know, you have no right to try to put this pipeline on Indigenous land where it's only where it's going to affect Indigenous people. It wasn't until after AJ left that law enforcement upped its response. That's when it started to get kind of crazy when the with the rubber bullets and stuff, so. AJ came back to Kansas more confident than she left. I think I became more, like, unapologetically myself and, like, Native because, like, I seen all these strong Native women activists and that, you know, they're not sorry who they are, so why should I be? And, like, why should I have to make myself little in these spaces so that it makes other people comfortable in who they are? And now she's trying to be one of those strong Native women, like the ones she met at the No Dapple protests. Running is one of the ways she does that, even if she is a little slower after her pandemic break. Running is a prayer, after all, not just a competition. I really am, like, putting in the work and, like, putting the effort to become a good runner on my own level. AJ plans to stretch her final credits at Haskell over two years instead of one, so she can get in one last year of running. That way, she'll get the strong finish her college running career deserves. Who knows who might be watching and how it might change them. That's it. Thanks for listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman. It's based on a column I write that comes out every Sunday at kcur.org. The column is edited by Gabe Rosenberg, and it has gorgeous photos by Carlos Moreno, so go check those out if you have a chance. The podcast is produced by Mackenzie Martin with music from Blue Dot Sessions, and you can subscribe in all the usual places. I'm Gina Kaufman. Take it easy, Casey.